Welcome back to another episode of Black Ass Podcast. Y'all, the podcast so black. Right now, it's having an argument over whether grits should have sugar or salt and pepper, and somebody got a gun. Shout out to the cheese. Y'all, this episode, I'm talking fake ass tears, pussy, bow, blouses, and drugs. All that and more on this episode of Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Bono, 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 boom, boom. Hey, Cheryl, all right, I see you, girlfriend. Hey, man, get your ass out the street. Who goddamn kids is these? Hey, what up? Ah, come on, turn me up. Uh, turn me up. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, okay, uh. Who kids is these? I wanna know kids hanging in my yard. You know they got to go. Ain't got no candy. Ain't got no snack. If you come up on my porch, bitch, you know you getting smacked. I mean, not the baby. I'm not gonna smack the baby. I'm saying like if the mama come on my porch to talk to me about why their kids is in my yard, then I might have to smack her. So just want to make that <laughs> trying to make that very very clear. I clearly am not ready for the rap game because rappers be saying oh, the fuck they want. <laughs> I'm over here with disclaimers. <laughs> well, actually, just uh, <laughs> just want to stop there. <laughs> I will not be laying hands on anyone's child. <laughs> oh, oh, concerned ass rapper. That's how you know a professional bitch. <laughs> That's how you know a professional bitch. She's like, oh, I'm not fucking up my brain with this shit. Uh, a bitch with uh, nothing to lose. I smack your newborn baby straight up in the face. I'll snatch the umbilical cord off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> welcome back to the Black Ass Podcast, you guys. Thanks so much for coming on through. Took last week off because who could, like, even if I wanted to, who could have? Shout out to all the podcasters who were doing live podcasts. Listen, I just, I don't make no money from this. Not in a, not enough money to sacrifice my mental health. There was no way Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, I was going to be able to talk about shit. First of all, the way the results was rolling in on, on Wednesday, and I was just like, oh, God. But I feel like, thank God. I'm, I'm thankful that Biden didn't just be like throwing a towel on some old, we got to bring the country together bullshit. Like, and then Biden, he can't, he had his little statement. He was like, yo, we good, yo. Like that, that was the energy I got. And I fucks with that energy. He was like, yo, yo, I'm at, just chill out, yo. We good. We good. Cause I was in the crib, like eating, like ramming snacks in my face. Like what the fuck is happening? Biden was like, yo, chill, yo. <laughs> Uh, we good, B? Cool. <sighs> Nothing on Wednesday. Nothing on Thursday. I don't even know days anymore, so I don't even know if we got the results on. Was that Friday or Saturday? I feel like it was Friday. And, you know, I'm in L.A. now, but I will have to say, I was watching, once it was called, and I just seen how people was partying in New York, specifically New York. Oh, that shit made me miss it. Cause in LA, it was like one person on a kazoo, like, <laughs> and you know, in LA, people aren't just out like that. I mean, I was gonna say homeless people, but it, 
because it's a lot of homeless people out right out right now. But I'm saying like how in New York, it's like you could be walking down the street, get some good news, and literally celebrate on the street with 500 people. <laughs> in LA, like the celebration started so late, it was almost like people had to coordinate. Like, okay, we're gonna meet up at the Shell station <laughs> off the 101. <laughs> Because it just took a minute before I could actually hear people cheering outside of the windows. So I was just like, okay. But then I was like, I'm not going down there. First of all, I ain't got time for no knee injury, okay? Let me just put that out there. I ain't got time to take off running. I ain't got time for some Trump supporter to show up in the truck and want to ram the crowd because they fucking mad or some shit because you know they ain't fit to go to jail because America, racism. Anyway, but... I was like, I'm not about to go out there limping around, getting hit by, who got time? I do not, let me tell you what I don't have time for, an injury. I don't. I do not have time for an injury. I don't have time for limping. I don't have time for hopping on that one foot trying to get into the kitchen. I don't have time for trying to angle and, uh, you know, because if your leg broke, you can't really get down on the toilet. So you just slam down on the toilet or some shit and break the toilet and pissing all on the seat. I don't have time, okay? So I'm not going to do it. But shout out and kudos and congratulations to everybody. If I was in New York, I would have did it. I'm not going to lie. If I was in New York, I would have did it. Um, I would have hung out for a little bit. Then I would have been actively trying to find someone with a rooftop so I could have gotten out of the <laughs> the midst of people to go up on somebody's roof. But that 24 hours, whoo, great. The amount of pressure and stress I felt leave my body, oh, my God, orgasmic. I was literally like, oh, oh, oh my, oh, I, uh. <laughs> and then all it just went away. It, it just floated away because racism. And you know, I saw what was happening and have seen what's happening and I'm back on it online like okay well let me look up what other countries I'm gonna live in let me check out let me do a <laughs> cost analysis and cross-reference of crime available men universal universal health care and weather that's where I am right now uh and if you have suggestions on countries you're gonna move to because this shit seems stupid and I'm not about to fight no civil war. I know everybody like, yeah, what y'all wearing to the civil war? Bitch, a uh, passport. <laughs> I'm wearing a fucking passport to the civil war because she's not doing that, period. Okay, I'm just going to let y'all know that ain't, that is not my ministry. I'm the person that's going to show up to the fight after everybody didn't fought and be like, yo, that shit was crazy. Not one fucking scratch on my body. But y'all can have that civil war shit. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because what I don't have time for, <laughs> a civil war. <laughs> but thank y'all so much for coming on back, y'all. Let's go ahead and jump into this thing, y'all. It's time for It's a Word. All right, y'all. So this week's word is more of a tribute, acknowledgement, um, a thank you to Lucille Bridges, who is the mother of Ruby Bridges, the first African-American child to desegregate <clears throat> the all-white school, William France Elementary School in Louisiana. This was November 14th, 1960. Uh, 
she was only five years old when she did this, a civil rights icon at five years old. Um, <clears throat> if you don't know who Ruby Bridges is, I'm sure you've seen a picture of her somewhere. She's in a pic. She's in a painting that was actually commissioned. It's the little girl. She's got her little books in her hand, and she's got this cute little dress on, two braids, and she's walking with um, being escorted by grown men. She had to have a security detail to walk her past adult fucking women and men yelling racist shit at a five-year-old child at a baby just going to school. You know, I just. When I think about that, I can't even imagine what she was thinking. Because, listen, she had on her little dress. You know how first day of school, you coming through clean. You know that dress was laid out on her bed. She was ready. She was like, what? This dress is going to stop racism. I'm ready. What? When they see me in my dress tomorrow, with my little sweater, with my little briefcase. Mama had a briefcase. She's like, I'm coming to learn everything. I I need more than a notebook, bitch. Give me the whole briefcase. I'm going to try every bitch in there. <laughs> and I'm going to win the case. <laughs> but just think, you know, I can't help but think of the strength, 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 strength. There it is. That's the vowel. <laughs> strength her mother had and so many black mothers have. Oh, Lord. Can you imagine? Walking with your child through a mob of fucking people. And in your soul, you like, if one of these bitches touch my fucking baby, I'm going to murder everybody. Out. We both, we all going to fucking die. You know, you that had to be her thinking and her feelings. But this woman, you know, for lack of a better word, I'm not, you know, she sacrificed her child. She, she knew that her baby had the strength she felt that her baby had the strength the conviction the confidence to walk through this mob of fucking grown-ass adult people who you know them your grandmamas they out here right the fuck now because if ruby bridges mama just died then all them people wasn't the same age as ruby bridges mama some of them was younger so that mean they out here right the fuck now at the fucking starbucks at your local fucking church talking about some, you know, they a good Christian, but was yelling at a five-year-old baby. But I ain't got to do it, and I'm not going to do it. But you get what I'm saying? Because she, Ruby Bridges is still alive, and she's only 64. Only 64. So let's not pretend and act like these instances were so far gone, so far away and so long ago. No, bitch, that shit was around the corner. But I say all that to say Shout out to Lucille Bridges, the strength, sis. I don't, you know, because I've, I've been barely able to make it just this past election season. This past four years has ruined my edges. I cannot imagine the stress of living in 1960 nothing as a black person. I damn sure cannot imagine raising a child in that, and I damn sure cannot imagine um, my child taking such a bold step at five years old because who's to say the dudes that was escorting her were even upright dudes who's to say that these dudes wasn't really feeling like the mob was feeling and was gonna just let somebody slip past on some old oh shit my bad you know what i'm saying so rest in paradise lucille bridges hopefully you are having a very warm welcome from 
all of the civil rights icons that have came before you. And listen, tell my mama, I said, hey, girl. All right, y'all, now it's time for you a lot. Okay, I'm going to have to. <laughs> I'm going to have to pre-record all the ULIs because that one sounded real 1970s black exploitation right before I catch a smack in the face <laughs> from, from the Mac. You a lie. Don't you call me no lie, woman. <laughs> I'm sorry. But what the fuck was that? You a lie. Oh, my God. Anyway, whoo. Y'all, this week's lie comes in from a man named Barrington Martin II who tweeted, I think about how the media is describing black women, making them the end-all, be-all of black progression. Imagine what that does to little black boys and how they view themselves in the world. There's something deeply nefarious going on with this narrative. Whew! So much here. First of all, I just want to shout out all of the black men who got him fully together in the comments. I almost feel like it would have been better if no women even responded and just allowed the black men to rally around this clown ass dude. Because, bro, what the fuck are you even talking about? This was definitely hotel, but this was hotel with a splash of mommy issues. Like some of y'all really need to get some therapy and sit down with a counselor before you just willingly get on the internet and start airing out all your business because we see y'all like we literally see y'all. We see what's going on and the shit y'all be talking about and the shit y'all be tweeting about ain't got nothing to do with the real issue. It's got shit to do with your fucking issue. Okay. Because it's a two parter for me. First part is, so black boys seeing and understanding that black women give a fuck about the community and want the best for the community and are fighting for the community at all times, that's a bad thing? And black women, black boys can't be inspired by black women, you know, fighting for the progression of black people and saying, you know what? I see what Stacey Abrams is doing and I'm going to do something like that. I see what's happening. I see the, the, the rallying, the bake sales, the, the, the calling, the door to door, the driving, all the stuff that black women are doing. And I know I can do something like that because my mama is a black woman. Like how the fuck is it a bad thing for black boys to see black women fighting for them and understanding that, that we have the power to move our community forward within ourselves and you know it's in our own hands that's one right but two where is this energy for rap lyrics that are harmful to black women that's calling them bitches and hoes and come suck on this dick for for a toothpick or whatever the fuck they be rapping about which you know i'm not here to, to down lyrics hey i'll be in the club dropping it low to them shits as well but my thing is for the little black girl who is in a household where nobody is paying attention, where nobody, you know, where they're just extenuating circumstances that leave her out here on her own, that she is unfortunately raising herself. What do you have to say about that? Because to me, that's way more fucking nefarious than black women being highlighted for their fucking work. Whew. Let me just let you know. <sighs> Between him and Ice Cube, 50 Cent, and this other little troll face dude, I, I just, I really don't know. I really don't know. 
and I hope y'all pull it together, fellas. You know, I really hope y'all have some kind of a summit, some safe socially distanced summit. Maybe y'all can sit in a circle, write your feelings down, talk about the little girl that hurt you because she ain't like your little pol- off-brand polo shirt that you wore to school one time back in the day, and now that has made you hate all black women. Whatever it is, I hope y'all put it together. I really do. All right, y'all, and now it's time for White Man. Hold up. What happened? All right, y'all. So, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did y'all see Van Jones? <laughs> Baby. Ooh, oh, how far he has fallen. First of all, I remember being so, like, proud of Van Jones and, and excited for him. Not excited, but, like, man, they people were coming hard for Barack Obama, and it was just creating a mess of situation because of something Van Jones had said. So Van Jones was like, you know what? I'm going to just resign. Fuck that. I'm not going to hold my brother down and be in this space and let y'all use my mistake to put pin it on him. So he just opted out, right, because he was riding with Obama early. And I was like, yo, that's some real ass shit. Straight, like, I had so much respect. But, man, what the fuck is going on with Van Jones? Did y'all see this man get on the internet? Sitting up, first of all, he was sitting up there crying at the election, uh, at the election results that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris had won. Now, granted, I was excited, too. I was hella excited. But I'm in my house, and I ain't even crying. So how the fuck you on national TV crying and not even like, man, whoo, I was stressed out. It was like a full fucking weep, like a telenovela. That bitch, that shit was like a, a fucking Tyler Perry movie cry for no reason because his dad touched him or something. You know Tyler Perry stories be doing the most. But I'm just saying, yo, what the fuck? Bruh, you was... That Vanchos was crying like he was gonna go to jail if Biden and Kamala didn't get in office. So it was already. Listen, I I'm a crybaby for pe- people who know me personally and have I you know are allowed in my close proximity. I will fucking cry. So I know a fake cry when I see a fake cry. And Van Jones' little weeping scene. Uh, and cut. Let's try it again, Van. This time, just, you know, just let the tears flow. Um, you don't have to force it. Um, you don't give us any, like, dialogue in between. Just, you know, just sit with the emotion and and just allow the tears to fall. Because that shit, baby, please. I've seen better crying on white women at a Starbucks when they say they out of pumpkin spice. And then, to top that off. He further goes on to talk about how he's going to decode the moment that Kamala Harris walked onto stage. And because, you know, he's so down and so in tune, he's going to, you know, he got to let people know what all all the things meant. Because we didn't know, but he know because, you know, he tapped in. This man gets on there and says, first off, it's Kamala Harris walking on stage to Beyonce. You know, I just, it's like you want to give people second chances, 
But then they just prove that they not worthy. Sir, that wasn't no fucking Beyonce song. And I'm not even saying that as like a Beyonce stand. I'm saying that as a black person who sees you and realizes that you just here to collect your CNN coin. And I'm, I get it. Get your money. But just be better at it. It would have took him two seconds to Google, hey, Siri. Like, these are things that are out here that is no, like, it's almost a no-brainer. Shazam, it's an app. It's a TV show. You couldn't take two seconds to Shazam this song I was playing so that you know if you're going to decode this moment that it's actually Mary J. Blige. Like, how dare you? That's on Mary J. Blige boots, sir, that we still waiting for. Mary J., you do need to go ahead and drop that boot line, sis, because it's fall now. Oh, I don't have a lot of unemployment money, but bitch... I would spend it on a pair of Mary J. Blige boots that come all the way up to my goddamn navel. Oh, them boots be going off, sis. Like, please do that, Mary. Please do it for the culture. Like, I just want to wear a pair of Mary J. Blige boots one time and do that dance. Go, Mary. I'm probably going to twist my ankle, but I will risk it. And I'm a bitch that don't want an injury. I said that before, and I meant that shit. But, bitch, I would gladly wear a cast. To go, to have me a go marry moment right before I blow my knee out. <laughs> but Van Jones, sir. And they're talking about drop mic. No, it's mic drop. What the fuck is, like, have you ever seen um, Undercover Brother? If you haven't, it's definitely a black ass classic. It's with Eddie Griffin, Billy D. Williams, Anjanou Ellis, who plays Sister Girl. And basically, Billy D. Williams is brainwashed by eating this chicken, and this how the man is going to like take down the black community by putting this brainwashing thing in the chicken. Oh, it's black as hell. But I sometimes, seriously, I really feel like somebody gave him some brainwashed chicken. They either did that, they they shot him in the neck with one of the things. Remember that uh scandal I think that was season three when you find out how Fitz's son died uh the dude had hit him in the neck with a little uh poisonous pen or some shit that you know really goes down right like you know that shit came out of the CIA playbook but because bro what what the fuck are you doing? Not to mention, he out here acting like we haven't watched him the last four years low-key cape for Donald Trump. I mean, at least he did it better than Ice Cube and, and Lil Wayne. But, bro, we saw you at the White House. We saw you working with them. We saw you taking all kind of pictures with them, smiling, all goofy and shit in pictures with them. Bro, and now all of a sudden you want to decode for the culture? Ben Jones, if you do not. Sit your whole entire ass down. Not even in the chair. I'm talking about on the ground. Not even like on the ground, but in a hole. Not like a grave, but I'm just saying in a hole, a very dark place. I need you somewhere where you can really get in tune with the ancestors and they can go ahead and scold the fuck out of you to bring you back out of whatever this is. I feel like you, I mean, I've, are you in the sunken place? Is that where somebody told you to go sit and you went and sat? Because what the fuck is going on with you, sir? We see you. We saw you. Do you see us see you? What the fuck is... Baby, let me tell you something. This past four years has stressed everybody the fuck out. 
And I really think that it's just mental health. I think maybe he's just suffering. And look at me, being a typical black woman, benefit of the doubt. I mean, maybe, you know, he ain't really got a lot of sleep. He be on CNN a lot. And I mean, <sighs> anyway, but hold up, hold up, hold up. Shout out to Oregon, who just passed a new proposal that would decriminalize drugs. Now, not just like, oh, we can smoke weed, because you can already smoke weed in Washington State, recreationally. But Oregon went all the way up. They was like, you know what, fuck it. Trump is president, we ain't got shit to lose. They, they put up a proposal to decriminalize heroin, cocaine, and meth. Go the fuck off, Oregon. Oregon is like, listen, if we possibly gonna have to deal with another four years of Donald Trump, we need all the drugs. And for that, Oregon, I say, send me your best Airbnbs because I'm coming for a weekend. Of course, it's under the understanding that, you know, these little bullshit misdemeanors, oh, let me be clear, this is for small amounts. You ain't about to be walking around with no suitcase. <laughs> You're not about to be making no fucking deal uh, with a suitcase full of cocaine at a warehouse and the police happen to go come by and they'd be like, oh, oh, my, hey, carry on. You guys have a good day. You know, you definitely getting arrested. So you shit in the suitcase, you're going to jail. But if it's like, yo, I'm kicking it this weekend with my homeboys, me and my homegirls having a bachelorette party, we just going to coke it up. You know what I mean? And, hey, I ain't seen them in a couple of years. We going to coke up, and then we going to kick it, and then I'm going to go back to my fucking life with my husband and my fucking bored-ass kids. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I think too many people have lost their lives. Let me say this. Too many people of color, let's be clear, have lost their lives for, some, for petty amounts of drugs because most of the people who are prosecuting do drugs themselves. Like, let's not get it twisted. These congressmen and, and senators and all that, them motherfuckers do hella drugs. I, they do. <laughs> but the great thing about this uh, proposal that was passed is that it's about getting people help who are on drugs or not allowing them to lose their life and livelihood. I mean, think about it. There are still people sitting up in jail right now from a drug charge from the 1980s. And I'm not talking about no suitcase. I'm talking about some dust on the table, a crack pipe in the candy dish on the table, bullshit charges. And they never got to see their family again. So this this proposal is basically saying, instead of putting people in jail, let's get them help. Let's sit them down somewhere. Let's address what's going on so that they don't have to lose their job or the the way that your life can basically unravel with a drug charge. So, um, and I heard that mushrooms, I saw, didn't even hear, I saw that mushrooms was also in this proposal. So Oregon, <laughs> I will see you in the fall. I mean, in the spring. <laughs> Be right up there, high as hell, walking around touching trees like, oh, my God, this tree tastes like. <laughs> I can taste the, the chlorophyll, <laughs> and I want to. All right, and finally, what happened? You better stop bullshitting. You know what happened. Y'all, we voted in the very first female vice president who is also a black woman and who is also 
a woman of South Asian descent. Yo, we got a straight up woman of color on in the White House, going to the White House, will be in the White House as a vice president. Yo, I, and what's, what's, what's wild about it is I didn't even really get a chance to mentally celebrate it because of all the other fuckery going on and the stress and feeling like, but like when I watched her walk out on that stage and that pimped out ass ice cream white suit with the fucking satin fucking top, come on. And the hair that had just fallen out of a roller right before she stepped on that stage, I said, let's fucking go. And no, I may not have known what song she walked out onto the stage to, but what I did know is it wasn't no motherfucking Beyonce. That's what I did know. I did know that. I know, and if I didn't know, I would have shazammed it before I got on CNN and said anything about it. But fine. I'm fine. I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go. But she walked out on that stage and just seeing it, it definitely was reminiscent of Barack Obama and feel, feeling that level of pride. But then it was, it hit me as a black woman. I, I, my inner black girl was like, yo, this is wow. And then to see the young black girls that were there watching her speak and their excitement. And, and it was very overwhelming. I was just like, oh my God. And I'm just so proud that as a collective of black women, we did not fall short like white women did in 2016. Like white women literally saw Hillary Clinton up there and still was like, ah, I'ma vote for this pussy grabbing ass blob. I just, it's something about, I don't like her cut. I don't like her haircut. I don't like her pantsuit. Like there is no fucking way. I would have seen Kamala Harris on that ticket and said, nah. I actually wanted Kamala to be president. I did. I wanted her to be president um, and bittersweetly because I knew I had I knew um, <laughs> when Trump first got in the office, there was going to be a bunch of shit to clean up. Right. So there was a part of me that was like, man, I don't want her to be president because I don't want that responsibility to fall on her. I'm tired of black people having to come up, come behind entitled ass white people and clean up their mess. And then only for the next white person to come behind them. And then all of a sudden take all their credit, i.e. Donald Trump taking credit for everything Barack Obama did, but refusing to take credit for, to refuse to take responsibility for all the shit that's actually happened on his watch. But this motherfucker will go, this motherfucker will scream from the highest platform, from the highest mountain that the economy was his doing. This bitch ain't passed one law that affected the fucking economy, that affected jobs. He just got the rollover. He just got the rollover from the jobs. But the fucking coronavirus that happened on his watch that was announced on his watch that he knew about this motherfucker like i i don't take that motherfucker said i take no no responsibility so i didn't want that for her i didn't want kamala harris to come into this office clean up all the trump's mess and then but the whole time be blamed and it's not good enough and why she ain't do that and why she ain't do that but then on the other side of when all the shit she did do actually works that next white person is like, well, you know, we just, we did the best we could and we made decisions and now we're seeing, we're seeing the fruits of our labor ain't did a motherfucking thing. But here we are. And you cannot, you know, take this moment in and not, of course, shout out uh, the first black first lady, Madam Queen Michelle Obama. 
Because, yo, the way she held that position and the way she was beloved, not just in America, but around the world. Like, to this day, to this day, Michelle Obama walk in the room, people are losing their mind. She is absolutely an icon, and so will Kamala Harris be. I'm just excited to be, like, back-to-back. With everything crazy going on, this has still been an amazing, phenomenal, like, leaps and bounds for black people we just got to figure out how to bring it all together at once bring in the celebration and bring in the 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 triumphs as well as ridding ourselves of systematic racism and all this other shit and police brutality like if we can find a way to bring both of those shits together bitch oh This shit gonna be orgasmic. Ah, but thanks to every and shout out everybody that voted. Shout out everybody that stood in line. Shout out to everybody that made sure that their voices were heard in this past election. We just need Georgia to come through in his runoff on January the 5th. And please double check that date, double check the time, double check your voter registration because. It's all kind of craziness going on. Please don't wait to the last minute and then they've already thrown some, a monkey wrench in the mix and then, you know, you can't vote. So let's get this runoff behind us. Let's get Biden and, and Kamala in office so we can move past this bullshit. Oh, I just want my edges to come back. You know what I mean? Like, I want my edges to flourish again. And I think that can happen after we get past this. I'm praying. Uh, All right, that does it for me. Thank y'all so much for hanging out for this episode, man. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find me, hrcomedy.com. And don't forget, you can support the podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash blackasspodcast. And listen, whatever the ancestors put on your spirit, then that's the tier you choose. Yeah, it ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. It ain't no problem. But if Patreon is not your ministry, <laughs> but you do want to support the podcast, you can head over to Venmo or Cash App and just hit me up with some more HR comedy. All right, y'all. I'm going to let this music ride out. Thank y'all so much for hanging out. I'm out. Peace. <laughs>